Hello, I'm Dr. Karen Wolf, and welcome to this episode of Dr. Karen Health Talks. Guess what we're going to talk about today? Constipation. So I decided to call this Constipation 101 because, let's face it, people don't like to talk about this, and what I find as I'm speaking and sharing information about digestion and the gut and the importance of the gut People really don't know if how their digestive system is working is normal or not because it's kind of not a topic that we share around the dinner table. So that's my job tonight today is to actually first and foremost help you figure out if how your digestive system is is working. Now, the way to tell is very simply with what's coming out the other end. So how do you know if you are pooping correctly? Yes, we're going to talk about poop. It's just one of those things that because the gut is so crucial to every aspect of our health, every organ of our body, our brain, our heart, our immune system, so many of our immune cells are actually in the gut. So our, our health pretty much hinges on how our gut works and the way to tell is how you're pooping. So let's talk poop. Okay. So the first thing we're going to talk about is the Bristol stool chart. Now, if you are, happen to be near a computer while I speak, then have a look up Google Bristol stool chart, B-R-I-S-T-O-L, Bristol stool chart, because I want you to pull up uh, the actual chart so you know what I'm talking about. And this Bristol stool chart actually gives you pictures of what your stool might look like and different types. There are seven types of poop. And depending what type you are, you're either very constipated at one end or you have liquid diarrhea at the other end. And the ideal poop is a type four. There are seven types. And let's just talk about the different types of poop. So type 1 actually looks like rabbit poop. So very hard, separate lumps. And I know, if you're listening to this, I know we have many rabbit poopers out there. And you may not have known that this was not such a great thing. But that is a sign that you are very constipated. So you want to be listening to what I have in terms of solution. First thing we have to know is where we're at on the scale. So rabbit poop, type 1, very constipated. Type 2 is when those little hard lumps might be kind of joined together a bit, but they're definitely round. Now, this means you've got to go and look, by the way. Every time you poop, you want to be looking and seeing what came out. This is inside your body. This is a sign of how your body is working. It's a miracle. And you, there's a lot you can do, which is the good news. So a type 2 is when the rabbit poop is all kind of joined together. It's sausage-like and lumpy. Don't want that either. That's slightly constipated. Type 3 is when you have kind of a sausage shape, but there are cracks on the surface. So it's still kind of hard, cracky, and that's type 3. Um, that's kind of normal. Uh, type 4, the perfect poop looks like a soft sausage or snake. You know the skin of a snake. I'm sorry. I'm sounding so very 
visual here, but you got to know this stuff. So uh, imagine the skin of a snake, right? It's kind of soft, so and it's it's a sausage-like. That is the perfect poop. That's a type four. Now, type three or four is what you want to be. Type five is when you have uh, it starts to get a little soft. So constipation is when it's kind of hard, and anything above a type four is when it starts to get soft. So if you get soft blobs, it's not nicely formed, but it's blobs. But the blobs have clear-cut edges. That's a type five. That's a sign that you might be lacking fiber. A type six is when you get mushy, mushy consistency with ragged edges, though. You still see the edges. That's a sign that you've probably got some inflammation going on in your gut. And a type seven, which is the end of this one to seven scale, is when it's pretty liquidy. No solid pieces at all. Very liquidy consistency. That's probably a sign that you've got some inflammation in your gut and that you want to take action. And the good news is once you know where you are, it's a good way that you can then take some specific action. So let's talk about specific action. Now, let me tell you that it's not just about the Bristol stool chart. There are four criteria to decide if you're pooping correctly. The first one most definitely is what we call quality, what I've just spoken about. You want a three, four, or five. Constipation is a is like a one, two, or three, depending. You know, it's not always perfectly defined in the Bristol stool chart. Um, but a six or seven is a sign that uh, you've probably got something going on in your gut that's related to inflammation. So the first criteria is the quality. The second one is frequency. Okay, you need to be pooping at least every day. When we eat, it needs to come out. And when we eat, it should trigger what we call a peristalsis, which gets the gut to, it, to remove the toxins. So if you're not pooping every day, then it's a, it's a, like Houston, we've got a problem. And if you're not pooping, if it's not pooping three days, then there are serious consequences. So I'm glad you're listening to this because I don't want to scare you, but the first thing is awareness. The third criteria next to quality and frequency is no pain, no strain. So you shouldn't be having pain on pooping or straining to get it out. It's, uh, <laughs> I've heard it said that pooping should be a NASCAR pit stop. You go in and you go out. If you're sitting and reading the paper and reading a magazine and waiting, 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 then things are not working properly. So uh, it should be a NASCAR pit stop. No pain, no strain. And number four is it should feel like you've had full evacuation. So you should feel like you got the job done. Okay, so those are the four criteria of how to decide if you're pooping correctly. One, quality. Two, frequency. Three, no pain, no strain. Four, full evacuation. All right, so let's talk about what you can actually do. And, of course, I do whole seminars on this. Whole, I blog a lot about um, constipation and the gut. So, first of all, you should know that constipation is simply a sign. Since we're talking about constipation, perhaps we'll talk about diarrhea in a whole other uh, radio show. But uh, constipation is where I'm going to focus on this health talk. So it's really nonspecific. It's just a sign that, okay, there is a problem. And we're going to try a few different things. 
the thing is that constipation does have serious health issues. Now, it may not be immediate, but it's pretty obvious, isn't it? It's that if you are not removing the stool and the byproducts of the food, then they're sitting inside you and they're basically rotting. And they're creating toxins in the body that can build up over time. So we definitely need to get you pooping at least every day for a, a three or a four on the Bristol stool chart. So how can we do that? I know a lot of people take laxatives, and I'm just going to warn you about laxatives. Laxatives that you buy over the counter are usually got chemicals in it, and it interferes with the body's natural process. As you can imagine, if you take a, a laxative, it's, it's trying to put something in your body to make it work unnaturally, and you can get dependent on it. And I know people get very dependent on laxatives, and they might think, oh, they're just over-the-counter, or they're just herbal. Well, no, we want that gut to work naturally. And I'm actually going to give you something that I know from personal experience works like a charm, and it's very natural. So stay tuned, because I'm going to give you that. So the risk of laxatives, uh, they can create electrolyte imbalance, and they can create dependence, both physical dependence, and let's face it, emotional dependence. Remember, the gut is your second brain. And so we want our gut to work effectively. And we can get very concerned about our proper functioning. And I'm right with you. From a full disclosure point of view, I tend to uh, work from the lower end of the Bristol stool chart, let's say, than the higher end. Most people have a tendency to either... So... I have practiced this in my own life, and I've got some tools that really work. So you do want to depend on laxity. Oh, we've got a caller coming in. So uh, right now I'm in the middle of my talk, so I want to make sure I get to the important part for you about a solution. So I want to give you the, some non-habit-forming substances. So I want to break this down in terms of a short-term acute solution because I know if you are not, if you've got three or four days and you're not pooping, we need to do something about that. So I want a short-term acute solution and then a longer-term or medium-term option. So let's talk about the shorter-term acute solution. And please talk to your doctor about this if uh, you've got any concerns. But from my reading and my learning about um, gut health, one of the best things you can do is use magnesium glycinate. Oh, in the American language, it's glycinate. So it's G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E, magnesium glycinate. And you can get those in tablets. They're usually about 100 milligram tablets. And you're going to dose up to see what your magic number is. You can start with, say, 200 milligrams at nighttime. It also has a great benefit of helping you relax because magnesium is a relaxant. So magnesium glycinate, you can try 200 milligrams then you can try 400, then you could try 600. You're basically trying to see what dose works for you. Some people, uh, 200 is enough to relax the gut because what you're really doing is you're relaxing the intestine to help it work the way it knows how to work. And you can, you can dose up to 1,200 milligrams a day because what also magnesium glycinate does is it draws water into the intestine, which is also a win-win, and 
and our goal is to get a number four on that Bristol stool chart. And as well as magnesium glycinate, you can take vitamin C, a thousand milligrams, three times a day, spaced out into three times a day. And with this vitamin C and magnesium glycinate, that should be enough for you to have a nice bowel motion. And again, you're going to be practicing with your level of magnesium. So I'm doing a disclaimer here. This is not medical information. This is information that I actually found on a, a gut health summit uh, from a nutritionist and practice it myself and it works very well. But you do want to be your own science experiment. So I hope uh, that has helped you with that short-term acute solution. And basically, it's a very safe thing that you can stay on that protocol while you work on the more medium to long-term solutions, which, of course, you're probably not surprised to know has a lot to do with your diet, dietary change. You want to make sure you're having enough fiber, about 30 grams of fiber a day, three zero. This comes in the form of vegetables, salads, lots of um, cooked vegetables are a little uh, easier on the digestive system, and to cut down on grains. White things like white rice, white bread are really harsh on the stomach and can create constipation. And remember, we're going to be experimenting because there are probably a certain foods that constipate you where they may not another person. So be careful with your grains and drink lots of water. A lot of people are dehydrated, which is one of the number one causes of constipation. You want to get about 88.0 ounces of water every single day to help hydrate that gut because for that poop to come out correctly, it needs water and lots of water. So also as a medium to longer term, more behavioral change approach to constipation, you want to really look at your stress level. We cannot talk about the gut without talking about emotions. Emotions, energy, emotions, and the gut holds on to our emotions. It is our second brain, and it feels everything. It has its own nervous system. So practicing regularly some kind of relaxation technique will really, really help with the health of your gut. And tuning into where you are, how you're holding emotions in your body. Those people that tend to hold in their emotions, are more likely to have digestive issues because those emotions like anger and frustration and resentment are held in the gut, and the gut will shut down. Those people that just let off steam and they let it all go, the gut is very happy with that because the emotions are not held inside the body. Okay, and on another more practical note, to be able to uh, be mindful of prebiotic foods. Have you ever tried fermented foods like sauerkraut? I'm going to explain to you the difference between prebiotics and probiotics, both of which are very, very important to anyone that's trying to improve their poop. Whatever end of the scale you are, the one or two on the Bristol stool chart or the six or the seven, prebiotics and probiotics are really going to help. Prebiotics are undigested foods that help feed the good bacteria of the body. And these are things like sauerkraut that you can make your own. Uh, you can ferment any foods. You can ferment cucumbers. You can ferment anything. Just Google how to ferment foods 
and you can make your own or you can go to the store and buy fermented foods to help with your balance of your bacteria. And then probiotics, pro meaning for, are actually bacteria. They're actually bacteria. And probiotics are so important for us. Now, I'm not talking about probiotics that they just say the latest yogurt has probiotics. That's not nearly enough because you need billions of units when you have a good probiotic. And probiotics that I take every single day, and if I am needing a boost to my immune system, I double up on my probiotics. Your probiotics are essential. Bacteria is essential for the correct functioning of the body. So if you have got constipation or diarrhea, chances are that your microbiome is out of balance. Micro means small, biome means bacteria. The, we have more bacteria and organisms in our body that we do, than we do human cells. These organisms outnumber human cells by 10 to 1, and they play a very important role in our total health, and particularly in our gut health. And because we've taken so many antibiotics in our life, antibacteria, it's interfered with our microbiome. The genetic material in that, in that bacteria is also crucial to our health. We are learning so much about probiotics. And, and prebiotics and our microbiome. So please, as some tips, look at your water intake, look at your diet, try and reduce grains and increase the high fiber foods. Look at your emotions, look at prebiotics, probiotics, and eat less frequently. Sometimes just eating just three meals a day spaced out with good healthy meals can give the digestive system a break. And really check on your acid, acid in your stomach. Ask your local doctor about it because a lot of people have low stomach acid. Maybe they've been taking antacids and they're not able to digest their food. The other thing is chew your food. Chew your food 23 times with every mouthful so it gives your digestive system the best chance to actually digest the food. Okay. So some longer-term options. I'm just going to throw these out because if what I've covered, the acute short-term solution with your magnesium glycinate or glyconate and your vitamin C and all the other things I've talked about, if you still are needing to investigate deeper, then look at maybe checking for parasites or looking at your hormone level or looking at any toxic, toxic metals in your body. So all of these things, you might be able to find a functional medicine doctor that can really look into this. So I hope this information has been helpful for you to be able to have a better Bristol Stool Chat number. And I hope you share the Bristol Stool Chat with those that you love, maybe not necessarily at the dinner table. But this is a very important topic that so many people, they're walking around, they're not pooping for four days, and they didn't know that there was a problem. But there is a problem, and you will pay for that problem later on if you're not right now. So we need to change our culture and have a conversation about poop and about how to improve what comes out of our body. Consider taking one of my retreats at uh, Sonavie's 
Medical Institute where we learn all of this information and more in our Nutrition Advisor Certificate and you get to eat fermented foods and eat high fiber foods and really learn about the emotions in the gut. So you can find out more on my website, drkarenwolf.org under Partner with Dr. Karen, you'll see Wellness Retreats and you'll see the next dates for my Wellness Retreats coming up. I hope this information is helpful. Don't keep it a secret. Share it with those you love. And I look forward to speaking to you again on my next episode of Dr. Karen's Health Talk. Bye for now.